Good afternoon, everyone. Our scripture reading today is taken from Joshua chapter 24, verses 14 to 18. Joshua 24, verses 14 to 18. Joshua 24, verse 14. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your father serve in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord our God who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sights and preserve us in all the way that we went, and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for He is our God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Shall we stand for the Gospel reading? The Gospel reading for this evening service is found in the 12th chapter according to the Gospel of St. Luke, beginning at the 49th verse. Glory to Christ our Saviour. Luke's Gospel, chapter 12, reading from verses 49 to verse 59. And Jesus said this, I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it would, and that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I've come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. From now on, in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Verse 54, he also said to the crowds, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say it at once, a shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be some scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky. But why do you not know how to interpret the present time? Verse 57, and why do you judge for yourself what is right? As you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way, lest he drag you to the judge and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer put you in prison. I tell you, 
you will never get out until you have paid the very last penny. This is the gospel of Christ. Praise to Christ our Lord. Church, will you please be seated? <coughs> now, for those of you who probably came in late, uh, I just want to once again announce that uh, this evening we have a very special guest speaker uh, in, in, in celebrating of our family month, family weekend. We have invited Reverend Brendan Loy from the Chinese congregation. And for those of you who have missed it, I've mentioned that Bren, Reverend Brendan is, uh, was posted by Bishop Titus about a year ago uh, to the Chinese site to assist the vicar in running the uh, Chinese ministry. Uh, Brendan Loy is married with two children, and, and unfortunately their family is not here because of the service tomorrow. All right? But uh, nevertheless, I think it's a good opportunity for us as a family of Christ here in the All Saints Church for us for the first time to get to know him all right? and for him to get to know us all. So with that, can I invite you once again to put your hands as we welcome Reverend Brandon. First, let us pray. Father, ever we thank you for this, this today that you have made, allowing us to come together as one family to worship you. And as our families gather before you today, may your spirit speak to us. May your word teach us, comfort us, and granting us strength to respond to your love in courage. Hear us as we pray. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, the Lord be with you. Good Anglicans, good. <laughs> I want to thank uh, Reverend Darren for inviting me to be with everyone here today to worship and share God's word. So, my name is Brendan Loy. Yeah, please do not doubt that uh, Jackson and I are brothers. We are in spirit, not in blood. Um, I was ordained deacon. Last year, May 2021, was posted to All Saints Church. Officially, uh, in title, is uh, 1st August, but I was here since 1st July. So, it's almost a year. Now, I'm married. Uh, my wife is Eileen. No, it's not a spelling error. <laughs> Without an I, so Eileen. And I have two boys, uh, Elijah, who is nine, and Elisha, who is six. So, Eileen and the boys came over from Cathedral Mandarin. That's where I grew up. Uh, this year, January. So if you can, you know, take another time. Tomorrow is uh, 4.30. Uh, you all come slightly earlier, you can see them <laughs> at the Chinese service. So it's a joy to be able to be here today, knowing that uh, tomorrow will be uh, All Saints English uh, Family Day. It's indeed encouraging to see the young and old all gathered here before the Lord to worship and to serve. Now, how do we define Family. Perhaps by blood relation, which translate to genealogy or the family tree, which means that anyone that's of relation by birth can be counted as family. This is easily understandable. Some could be by a relationship established beyond birth. Perhaps time spent together playing, studying or working, a group of close-knit friends who are from different families but grew up together, sharing many memories together, and continue the relationship with one another. And we call these people our brothers, our sisters, or some may call God's siblings. Now, most of us here, though made out of many different families and backgrounds, are all tied together by the faith that we have all been called towards. A faith established upon the foundation of the blood of Christ shed on the cross, giving all of us new life through the Spirit, 
a renewal of relationship between each other and Christ, just like the vine and the branches, that spiritually we can all call each other brothers and sisters in Christ. Now, this family begins here and is extended into eternity. Now, today's scripture reading from the Old Testament comes from a family of many families as well. It's a very familiar declaration of faith by the leader appointed by Moses to lead the Israelites into Canaan with Joshua. So Joshua chapter 24 verse 15 says, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, as we come to Joshua chapter 24, and I encourage everyone to continue to have your Bibles in your phone open before you, so as to, if you want, you can sort of like scroll through and take a look at what is the background and the context uh, whereby Joshua leads uh, Israel at this point of time. So as we come to Joshua chapter 24, Israel has already completed the conquering of Canaan. Why? Because in chapter 23, so one chapter before, chapter 23, verse 1, it says, A long time afterward, when the Lord had given rest to Israel from all their surrounding enemies, and Joshua was old and well advanced in years. So it was indeed that Israel had started to settle in Canaan, the promised land, and Joshua was now old and advanced in years. And he knew that he was going to pass on from this life so he gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem, which is the beginning of chapter 24, and renewed the covenant, or to remind them of the covenant of the Lord with Israel. Now Joshua begins by reminding everyone of the deeds that the Lord had done for them, beginning in chapter 24, repeating their history from, not just from Moses, but from Abraham to Jacob, how they went into Egypt, and Moses and Aaron, as they led the people out of Egypt, and how the Lord saved Israel and then the wilderness years, and with Joshua's leading, led them across the Jordan to war against the Canaanites and were victorious despite their own shortcomings. Now with that, it comes to the beginning of today's reading, which is right at chapter 24, verse 14 to 15. Scripture says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, what was necessary for Joshua to declare as such that for him, and his house that he had chosen on behalf of his family to serve the Lord. What is necessary for him to make this declaration of faith? Now, from the passage and history itself, it was evident that Joshua knew who the Lord was and what the Lord did for Israel. We need to be reminded that Joshua's experience of the Lord did not begin from Jordan, from crossing the Jordan, but from way, way back, we need to understand that Joshua is part of that old generation. He was one of the people that came out of Egypt with Moses. He experienced the nine plagues and experienced the Passover. He walked on the dry land of the Red Sea. He ate the manna and the quail in the wilderness. He drank water from the rock. He witnessed and followed the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of cloud by night. 
He witnessed Moses going up to Mount Sinai and receiving the Ten Commandments. He also witnessed the people's betrayal with the golden calf and how were they punished. He was also one of the 12 spies that were sent into Canaan and reported back with Caleb that it was a land of milk and honey and it was good for Israel to make, to take the land that the Lord had given unto them. He was also the one who waited 40 good long years, perhaps in disappointment, before going into land that he once went ahead to spy on. And of course, he led a new generation of Israelites across the Jordan with the leading of the Lord and took over the land of Canaan. So with this brief history of Joshua's life, we can, we can understand Joshua knew who the Lord was. He knew the Lord firsthand in the years that he led Israel across the Jordan. These experiences helped Joshua to be sure and to even make the claim to say that not just him, but also his house, that they will serve the Lord. Now, yet these experiences were not only for Joshua alone, but it was actually also for the entire community. The entire community of Israel actually witnessed and experienced the same things that Joshua did. Now, though we could argue that this new generation did not experience the Passover nor the Red Sea event, but they had no lack of experiencing how the Lord protected them and healed them in the wilderness, the manna and the quail, the water from the rock, and all the more so when they crossed the Jordan, and how the Lord delivered enemies who were much bigger and stronger than they were into your hands. Now, perhaps we do need to come to the reality that our experiences of God do not entirely ensure our commitment to Him. But our decision, our choice to want to experience God and commit Him matters more. Let me repeat again. Our experiences of God do not entirely ensure our commitment to Him but it is our decision and our choice to want to experience Him matters more. Joshua's declaration was not only for himself, but also for his house, his family, that they will serve the Lord. It was not only a choice made, but also a conscientious effort to make sure that each member of his house will serve the Lord. For my family and I, I can say that the Lord is a God that provides and His provision is always timely and enough. And to be honest, it's not easy to have to provide for a family of four with only one paycheck and also one of a full-time pastoral worker. A little bit of background to let everyone know who am I. I responded to full-time ministry in 2012. That's about one month after I got married. Seven months later, I went into seminary, TTC, during which my wife was pregnant and gave birth to our first child in 2013, which is the second semester of my seminary training. So we depended on my wife's uh, secondary school teacher salary for the most part of my seminary training. And in 2015, when I graduated, now pregnant with the second child, my wife resigned and I became the sole breadwinner. It's no mean feat to have to learn to depend on the Lord for daily provision even up till now. Now, in all honesty, not much savings, 
not nearly as many yearly holidays. We live in a very simple four-room BTO flat in Bukit Panjang. Yes, Bukit Panjang. We do not have a lot, but in reality, we do not need a lot. My family and I experienced God's provision in His protection over us from major illnesses, accidents. Many friends and family members share their gifts to us and I have to admit many times in abundance, even more so in things of wants than needs. Let me give you an example. Uh, it could either be me, it could be my wife, it could be my boys. We will probably sometimes, especially during Chinese New Year, we will think of bakwa. Think only. Alright? Then the next moment, uh, we will have three packets. Three packets worth from friends, from neighbours, from church members. We didn't spend a single cent, we just thought about it, we didn't even say it out. Then when we received it, you got thing. Uh. <laughs> you thought about it, is it? Then, yeah. Many a times our fridge was empty and was filled the next moment, not by our purchase or asking. So for us, Jehovah Dryer, the God that provides, is really real for us. So in fact, for my wife and I to serve the Lord was the only logical and perhaps the only appropriate response to love, to the love that He has showered upon us. So now I want to pose the question back to everyone here. What about you? In reflection, what are our personal experiences with God? What are our family's experiences with God? Have these experiences helped your family understand the reality and the power of God? Have these experiences helped you to make the decision for yourself and even motivated you to, make, to help the members of a family to make the decision to serve the Lord. Now, these are questions that really do need answering because Joshua and his house were able to answer them. But unfortunately, not for the rest of Israel. For we could see, though they declare allegiance before Joshua in the passage that was read, but it was not long after Joshua, after he has passed on, that in Judges chapter 2, verse 10 to 11, which is the next book in the Old Testament, that they had forgotten what the Lord had done for them. Scripture reads, Judges 2, verse 10 to 11, And there arose another generation after them, after them meaning Joshua and those who have experienced God's leading them across the Jordan and claiming the promised land for themselves, them who did not know the Lord or the work that He had done for Israel, and the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. This was just the next generation, not even one or two generations after. It was the next generation of Israelites. This is what they did. So we really do need to ask ourselves, individually and also as a family, what could the reason be behind the lack of persistence? Perhaps lack of weak, a weak faith, or perhaps a stubbornness and unwilling heart towards God, even with positive experiences of who God is in our lives. There could be many reasons, 
Now, one of them could be gleaned from today's gospel passage. In the beginning of Luke 12, Jesus starts his teaching about the coming of the kingdom of God and that all who believe should have no fear of the world and be bold to declare and bear witness to God's name. Now, the reality of such a stand of faith would inevitably bring about persecution and much suffering. And Jesus assures his listeners by his famous teaching of do not be anxious, mentioned in Luke chapter 12, verse 22 to 34. Emphasizing that our Heavenly Father, He knows our needs, loves us, and will provide for us what we need. But we are to focus our eyes and heart on heavenly things. Why? Because where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Now, it is with this line of thought that Jesus highlights that believers should be ready, on alert, for we do not know when judgment will come. And we as believers should be found ready and faithful in our deeds and lives when the Son of Man comes again. Then Jesus speaks plainly about his message to the world. Scripture reads, I came to cast fire on the earth, and with that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on, in one house, there will be five divided, three against two, and two against three. They will be divided, father against son, and son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Grim for family day. The first two lines of Jesus' teaching speaks of the judgment of the gospel upon this world. As Jesus' mission was to break the power of sin, to reconcile the world and his people back to the Father. Jesus also speaks about the way that his mission would be accomplished, of which he will be subjected to much suffering, much distress, in order to accomplish the salvation. This is the first two verses. Now, as such, the very message of Christ's salvation was to bring about division the division of man and world with sin. He wants to divide and claim man and the world back for the Lord. For a world that was corrupted by sin, it would mean that Jesus' message of salvation brings about a total shift of worldview in the world and its individuals. Calls for every single one of us to reorientate ourselves from our self-tenderness and the world towards repentance and God. This, at its core, is challenging, it's going to be difficult, brings about conflict, and so much so that familial relationships, family relationships, will be directly impacted. Now, I will assume that our families here are believers, Perhaps in our own families, some other family members who have yet received Christ. 
would naturally experience this conflict. We cannot and should not pretend that this conflict is not there. For the gospel of Christ calls for a decision to give up this world and to follow him or to receive judgment with the world. Now, in my own reflection and meditation as I prepare this message, I was also thinking, perhaps for most of us, the conflict that we may be experiencing within our own families and also within this extended family of Christ is that as we are all serving Christ, but from our own understandings, perspectives, and our various viewpoints. Now, bear with me when I say this, as I'm not saying that who is right or who is wrong, and I believe that all of us have the best interests for the church and for the ministries that we are serving in or have been serving in. We might have many good reasons for standing our ground on various issues, but in the process of our own standing firm on issues, have we missed the point? I remember various occasions when I had to intervene between my two sons, Elijah and Elisha. They are three years apart. And as parents, we know that, uh, that we know and have experienced that when siblings play, disagreements and arguments are bound to happen. So no matter what's the spark or what reasons that caused it, you know, who started first, who reacted, you know, quarrel, shouting and crying will ensue. Quite normal. Right? Quite normal, right? Uh, parents who have got children, I uh, see some nodding. Uh, unless you all have very, very obedient children that don't fight. But otherwise, two boys, we can't avoid that. Now, in these situations, there will always come a point where I, as their parent, as their father, or my wife, as their mother, will have to come in between them and put a stop to things, no matter what the decision could be. Now, the core of that intervention, the point of that intervention, would actually be a call to help them to recognize the situation, whether was it preparing to go out or to make a cake or the activity or just to keep the toys. They have to realize, oops, yeah, they have to realize what situation they are at, right? And then it is a call of obedience. The boys who have to handle their own emotions, they have to come to a point to say, though I feel indignant, I feel angry, I feel awful, but my parents have put forth the situation at hand. I have to decide, put down my emotions, and decide to move on and to obey what my parents tell me to do. Jesus continues to teach in the passage saying, when you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once a shower is coming, and so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present times? Jesus was basically saying that with weather, the people could see the signs and know that what weather was coming and make various decisions to manage themselves for the impending weather. Now, to do otherwise would be foolish and for them perhaps even stupid as it would probably cost their livelihood if they are farmers and they have to plant, they have to watch 
the weather, or they could even lose their lives because they are not ready for the weather. Yet, when it comes to eternal and faith matters, the signs of judgment and God's work are already at hand and it's very obvious for us, yet we are not prepared to do what we are supposed to do, which is to settle ourselves, adjust, decide to move on and to obey. As a family, individually or as collectively All Saints English, what is our present time? What is our interpretation? With All Saints Church as a whole, at least from my very short observation, our present time will probably be a post-COVID world against our faith witness in our life. What could be inside? Right in our faces, LGBT issues. In our faces, our family issues. Right in our faces, now we have our announcement in video form, digital, social media, and its impact. How does this impact our faith life? This is the present time. Our chaplaincy work, Anglican High School, Kiriak, that's our present time. How are we interpreting, how are we preparing ourselves for those ministries? What about our faith witness? Mission Fields, Indonesia, whom ASE has adopted and has been involved in. Community work. Next year, upcoming Bedok South. Active Aging Hub. What about our faith witness in this Bedok neighbourhood? How have we prepared ourselves in this present time? What about our own faith community? Our children, our youths, whom we deem and who we, we will understand and affirm that yes, they are the future of our church, yet have we done enough for them. Young families and support. I'm very appreciative that I can hear children's voices. I'd rather hear children's voice than your phone ringing during service. How do we support them? How do we support the parents and the fathers and the mothers, young fathers and mothers, to have their children here with us to worship? How do we support our mature families? Families who are experiencing the emptiness syndrome. Families whereby the husband and wife are fighting. Children and parents are fighting. How do we care for our elders? For those from the pandemic till now we haven't visited who are unable to come here, how have we been our pastoral care? Dear brothers and sisters, this is our present time. And our interpretation of it will impact how we prepare ourselves as one family to respond to God's work in us 
and in this community so that we will be found prepared and faithful when the Son of Man comes again. So much for us to have to handle. Are we willing to respond and make the same declaration together as a family, not just individual families, but as a family of All Saints English, saying, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let us pray. Father in heaven, as, I, as we come before you in prayer, we thank you for this family. We thank you for this community that have given us this opportunity to know you, to build families, and to experience you. Yet we also know that no community is perfect. And over the years, with various happenings, we have had our share of disappointments, betrayals even, just like Joshua did. Joshua waited for 40 years. Lord, have mercy on us that we do not need to wait for 40 years, that we do not need to wait for one generation to die in order to experience the promised land that you have for us. Lord, I pray for every single one of All Saints English. May your Spirit speak to us right now that if we have any hurts, any emptiness, any doubts, any anger, Lord, may your blood, may the foundation of our relationship with one another, may your blood wash us clean once again. May your blood fill our hearts once again. Help us through your eyes that we see our mission, our calling here, our ministries, our witness, that we can see the signs of these present times and be prepared in response so that we may be found faithful as one family before you, O oh God. Help us. We pray this in the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen.